Stop it. Stop with it, that. It's been a while. They've it missed us. We've missed them. It has, but every episode starts with that now, so they're just expecting it at this point, <laughs> I think. It I has say. been a long time. We're the, we're the Brock Lesnar of the podcast world. We just kind of show up. Far know. less impactful, though. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I've, we've both been pretty busy lately, it oh, seems definitely, like. definitely, man. You know, uh, I was away for a while. Like, almost all of November I was gone. Right. Feels got, like it, at least. And, of course, there's the holidays, like November... Or Thanksgiving, all that now, and Christmas is upon us. Already. In all fairness, we actually have a very good reason why we didn't record last week, uh, because the live Peter Pan special was on. Exactly, which, I, I was ready to record, and you're like, "We can't, Christopher Walken," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, got." And and I'm so glad we watched and live tweeted that spectacular <laughs> event. It was well worth it in the end. While everyone else is saying what garbage it was, we are. Cracking up hysterically at the stylings of Christopher Walken. He I, he did not disappoint, that's for sure. He did not look like he wanted to be there or even knew where he was. No, but that's how he usually looks. Like when, <laughs> See, I knew it had to be good because when he hosts Saturday Night Live, he looks like he just kind of stumbled on set. And uh-huh. like say he's looking – like say the person's right next to him right. and he's supposed to have a conversation with the person. He's looking like past to – yeah, past them or like straight to the crowd instead of talking at the person. <laughs> So it's like, well, you know this is going to be a disaster. It's oh, live but that for ma- three fucking hours. But that makeup and that wig. Yeah, like, I, I could not get past <laughs> the look he had. I'm so used to Christopher Walken being Christopher Walken, and I'm okay with it. But yeah. the makeup and the wig really added to it. Yeah, and I think that he was set up for failure. <laughs> I would be devastated if you did not join me for at least one glass of fine champagne. I wish he would have said that at some point. <laughs> No, he didn't know where the fuck he was. And during, it seemed during like. it, I told you, like, you know, I'd, I'd watch this again. I'd, I'd, no, I wouldn't. I'm re- realizing that now. I'm just going to YouTube all of Christopher Walken's parts and let that be that. I can't remember a single song from the show. No, I, neither can I. I. I really can remember nothing except for how bad Christopher Walken was and Smee's uh, <laughs> Boba Fett tattoo. Yeah, and the fact that Christopher Walken called him Shmee at some point <laughs> made it even better, too. Oh, Shmee. I don't oh, know what man. you're doing over there. <laughs> I wonder if someone someone had to have made some YouTube videos of his best parts, right? I, I assume. By now, the internet loves this stuff. Like, like there's some. No. There's a, like, no one's, like, these are all, like, NBC ones. Uh, or ripped off bootlegs. No I want to really... see what this one is. This is apparently someone's <laughs> YouTube video of... <laughs> just looking at his face again just brings me back. Uh, this is apparently someone's idea of his his best line of the whole show. Oh, Ethan, I feel I speak on behalf of your real mothers. If you must die, do so like gentlemen. 
He just looks so like. It's like he was waiting for his line, and it's like, oh wait, that's it. Yeah. Oh, all right. I he guess. was definitely waiting for his line. He, I'll go he, now. He thought she was going to keep going, and he just stared at her. Like, like he completely broke character, I think, yeah. with the "that's it" line. That's it. No. All right, bitch. Throw so, over the over the poop side on the plank. <laughs> <laughs> Put the poop on the plank. I on. See, we had we had a good reason for not doing the show this week. Yeah. And the thing is, I think the producers knew what they were doing with this. I think they knew no one's going to give a shit about this. So they cast Christopher Walken, because they knew everyone would watch that train wreck, and it's so true. That yeah. was the main reason for watching it. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, like Even leading up to it, though, the only thing I could think of that could top it, I kept thinking of Arrested Development. Like, you're a crook, Captain Hook. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maritime law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's actually a great I want to I want to play this real quick um, just because uh, of the the Peter Pan uh, awesome walk and there's this great uh, this guy Lance Crawl had his own show on like Spike TV for a little bit okay and he actually does like a really good Christopher Walken impression and he called a restaurant as Christopher Walken oh no so I figured I'll play this real quick it's only like two minutes long just because it's it's really funny can someone hit four please. Thank you for calling President Jennifer. How may I help you? Yes, Jennifer. Um, I'm Christopher Walken's personal assistant, and he's in town for a film that's shooting right now. Do you know who Christopher Walken is? Yes. Okay. Um, he would uh, like very much to come to your restaurant today. Oh, excellent. And uh, is, are you a manager? or yes, assist- I am. You are? Okay. Yes. Do you mind talking with him? Not at all. Okay. If you can just try to be as, as um, accommodating. I guess, accommodating as possible, that'd be great. Okay, hold on. Hello. Hello, Christopher. This is Jennifer. It's Mr. Walken. Oh, Mr. Walken. I apologize. Anyways, I'd like to come to your restaurant today, if you don't mind. Oh, that'd be a pleasure. Now, what sort of food do you have? Because a friend of mine told me it was good, but I don't know. Um, what we do serve is uh, South- Southwest Southern Cuisine. Why don't you learn how to speak? Because I didn't understand what the hell you just said. I'm sorry. Um, Why don't you repeat that slowly? Take a breath. Okay, can I put you on hold for one second, please? Oh, are you serious? You're yeah. gonna put me on hold for how long? Just two seconds. I gotta. I'm go gonna count, now. starting now. Okay, thanks. One thousand one, one thousand five, one thousand six, one thousand seven. Thank you for holding, sir. That was seven seconds. I'm. I apologize. I'm brand new here, and I don't know the menu yet. All right, so here we go. Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. Okay. I'm gonna come in there. I'm gonna bring it to McDonald's. You're going to bring in McDonald's? And I'm going to eat the McDonald's if I don't like my food. Okay. So I'm going to order something, and if I don't like it, in front of your waiters and your customers, I'm going to have a Whopper. Okay. And a Big Mac. And then I'm going to have some fries, and I'm going to chase it with a vanilla shake. Sir, would you like me to give you an idea of what kind of entrees we have? Sure, why not? Okay. That'd be nice. Sure, we have duck leg, confit. Duck leg. No, thanks, already. Okay, we have filet of beef. Filet of beef, you can put that filet in my ass. Okay, seared salmon filet? Nope. And farm-raised bison? Oh, hell no. And how about a salad? Do you enjoy salads? Do I look like a cow? No, I don't enjoy salads. 
I, I, like I said, I'm going to bring a rock shrimp and a wappa. All right? And uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Sir. Bye. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Someone needs to do it like it. Christopher Walken is Captain Hook. Prank off. I don't even know what you would do because it's more of a visual thing, I think. But I, I, I just, just talk about capturing Peter Pan. Don't sit through all three hours. Just sit through like uh, best of no, compilation. Give it, give it time. Yeah. Either within, it's on demand, but I think at least after the DVD comes out, someone out there in the internet land will make the best of Christopher Walken as Captain Hook. So just keep an eye out, folks. It's going to come soon. Oh yeah, definitely. Until then, YouTube the clips and if you're and may God have mercy on your soul. If you're inclined, it wasn't terrible, but it was not memorable at all, except for Christopher Walken. So there you have it. That's our theater review section of this Informers which, podcast, which you and Sean usually do run. We, we actually do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been a while since we've done a theater review, but this one <laughs> it just it felt odd, man. Like after every song on a stage, you're expecting people to kind of clap and to take the breath. This they finish the song, wait a second, and then they jump right into talking and doing something else. And it was just odd. Plus the fact that it's supposed to be live, and Christopher Walken was clearly lip syncing. Oh yeah, completely. Like, yeah. What's live? When he wasn't sing, you know, he, <laughs> he barely had anything to sing. He, barely, he really just talked through his songs, you know. But it's like, what is and live then, about this? And then they had him go like, ah, like this random line. I, they did that twice. They, they did it commercial breaks three times. Oh, they did it once during the song. They did it during the commercial, and they did it during another commercial. Yeah, I remember that that last one. It was just like he was oh, on, he's a on a boat. Ship. Yeah. yeah, doing like the crossing the, the crossing the Delaware yeah. in Washington, <laughs> and he's just holding a note as he's going across for the, no reason. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. God. So it's definitely worth a watch. I can't wait till NBC <laughs> next year what they're going to do. I I wonder what I'm curious. Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> that, that it's got to be it. It's got to be. No, it's got to be something for kids again. So maybe well, they'll do like Adam's Family or like Cinderella or probably Cinderella. Yeah, I guess. I don't even, but they have to have some amazing casting again, also. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it'd be like if they did. This is comparable if they did like Beauty and the Beast. And Gaston to be played as Woody Allen. Like, just something that makes no sense whatsoever. What else have you been up to since our last episode, Victor? Not a whole lot. Wow. I know, right? You don't say. It's living with the responsibilities of being on my own now and panicking every time the heat comes on because I'm, like, hearing my electric bill get higher and higher. (laughs) I think I'm developing a bit of a complex about it. Like, I've been timing it lately, like how long it runs for. And, so, and how long it comes on again. That's not good. I know. I, I have a problem. It's just like be background just noise. Let it go? Yeah. Let it go? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a bit uh, neurotic. It, it yeah. is. It's very much so. And I, I, I hate it. Mm-hmm. So I would set it down low and then I just freeze and that's not fun either. No? So I don't know what to do besides make more money. I, I like money. Yeah, that's probably the first first step, I think. That's kind of out of my hands though. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I've just been catching up on movies and TV shows, and that is mostly it. I've been trying to watch everything that's been on the air, and I've been dropping more shows than I've been watching lately. Yeah. Tried catching up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was great, and then I just kind of stopped for the past two weeks, just because I I heard last, uh, was it last night? Last Last night night was the the mid-season finale. I heard it was awesome, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, Uh, I'm behind, I'm behind on everything. I haven't watched, I haven't 
caught up on everything since Virginia Beach. Uh, like, I left, and then I came back, and I was like, oh, I don't have any TV shows to watch, because I forget everything that happened. I was watching American Horror Story, and that got pretty stupid this season. So, I'm done with that. I got, like, three... I've, uh, I watched the first episode of Gotham. I have every single episode of my DVR, but I don't really care. I did. I did finish Gotham. That yeah. was. It was okay. Is it still? Uh, it got bad about the Penguin. Yeah. What the fuck Who gives a fuck about the Penguin. It actually is making me care about the Penguin, though. Yeah, but it's not really his backstory anyway. So it's just well, like... his backstory is supposed to be. He's not the you know Tim Burton Penguin. I know he's that. Supposed to be like yeah. this. He's supposed to be a businessman. In, in the end of it all. So I kind of like seeing him rising through the ranks. It's interesting. For the first time, yeah. I actually care about the Penguin. I don't. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to care about the Penguin. I don't it's care about not, the Penguin. It's not a bad show. It's not the best. Um, I'm Mark Guggenheim and Greg Berlanti are incredible because they did Arrow and they've done Flash. And tonight was the, mid, was the mid-season finale of Arrow. And last night was the mid-season finale of Flash. Mm-hmm. Both were incredible. Really? I'm I'm hooked on both of those shows. I still have to see those. I've been an Arrow fan since it started, and Flash I was a little apprehensive with. I wasn't a big fan of the character. Yeah, but I I'm hooked. I'm in. You're in. You're locked in. I'm in. Wow, a lot of good stuff happening on that show because it's like with Arrow, you could tell they were trying to be a little bit more subdued. Like we don't know if this is going to work. Let's try the things subtly. With Flash, it's like no, they don't they don't seem to care. It's uh. Anything that's part of the DC lore, they're throwing at the walls. Every like possible rogue or superpower or anything, they don't care. They're doing it. That's so, always good. You know, it, it's interesting. Balls to the wall, as pretty they say. much. Yeah. So that's I've, what it seems like they're doing with their uh, cinematic universe. Because while we were gone, they announced Suicide Squad with uh, the most <sighs> ridiculous cast I've ever seen. Which I still don't think any of these movies are going to happen. I just don't, <laughs> I don't see they have to. Well, they have to happen. I don't see Oprah Winfrey coming on my screen as Amanda Waller anytime soon. I I'm actually not against that casting if it happens. I know I, it's still a rumor. And honestly, I I don't care about that movie at all. I I'm more curious than anything. That I'm more curious than excited with that movie. Yeah, because it's such a it's an odd thing. But I think they're trying to go the Guardians of the Galaxy route. Sure, they are. They pulled their most obscure team up book. And they're going to see if they can make it work. But with that one, you need such a background, especially with Harley and the Joker, that they're just going to throw see, that in there now. DC doesn't have an established good track record, Mm-mm. whereas Marvel, everyone's like, okay, Marvel made another good movie. I'm, I'm, di- I'm down. Yep. They, everything they touch, they can turn water to wine. Mm-hmm. We'll see the Guardians of the Galaxy. We don't care. It's got to be good, right? Marvel did it. Where <laughs> DC, they'll be like, this has got to be shit. DC did it. That's yeah. their track record right now. And that's how I feel, too. You know, the, it's like Man of Steel... I was so pumped for that. You can even go back to old episodes. Sure. We were, yeah, we all, we remember when we were. saw that, that third trailer? We were both like, this is incredible. Yeah, and everyone that likes that movie are the people who were so determined to like that movie that mm-hmm. they have convinced themselves that it's good. I was determined to like it. I've so, tried watching tried it like watch two it. times. Yeah. I can't. I like it less and less each time I watch it. I'd rather watch Batman and Robin. It's like <laughs> – that hey, is you know, entertaining. At least you get some chuckles. Exactly. And Arnold's. This fantastic. is just. It's not it's a pleasant dark, movie. It's depressing. And it's not enjoyable. Nothing happens. It's not good. It's not. And so and everyone that shit on Green Lantern when that came out, I'm going to always bring this up. <laughs> Green Lantern is a better movie than Man of Steel. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Try Green Lantern again. I. 
I have tried. I, 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 I don't want to sit through it again. You know what? I uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy again last night uh, because it came out on Blu-ray. Yes. I bought the Steel Book. Nice. So you, you got one of them? I did. You asshole. I tried yeah. getting one after work. I couldn't find one. The Best Buy by my work. I went on my lunch break. Uh, I had two. I got one of the two. I should have gone on my lunch super break. Super rare, which I didn't know. I just thought it was cool, and it, I really yeah, it's awesome it. looking. Yeah, they. It's the only time I've ever seen a pre-sale sell out. Like yeah. this thing has been on pre-sale for a while, and it sold out know. online. I didn't even know about it. I was. I should have gone on my lunch break. Damn it! I went after work, and there was nothing. I have friends that are like, "How the fuck did you find that?" I was like, "I just went on my lunch break and <laughs> got one." <laughs> but uh, yeah, the what steel book Guardians of Galaxy at Best Buy looks like a Walkman. So it's a steel Walkman, and on the back is like a fake sticker that has the whole cast on there. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, if you can find one, get one. But just, apparently, they're going for like fifty to eighty bucks on eBay. Yeah, and so. they're impossible to find. So good luck. Yeah, I just got the regular, well, three D Blu Ray combo pack thing. Yeah, they leave that DVD disc out now. I know. I hate that. I hate that too. I I like having a DVD so disc. Do I. So I can take it like up to my room because I only have a DVD player in my room. Right. If I want to watch it like before I go to bed or something, I just pop it in. No. Where is the combo pack? You know, it's it's every, not everybody has 3D TVs, but everybody and their fucking mother has a DVD player. Right. Come on. But people. Marvel is done with that, and they know you'll buy it anyway. Yep. Like the only way to get the DVD is to buy the DVD by itself. Yep. So it, it, I'm not a fan. Nobody has a 3D TV. No. And I have like four 3D Blu-rays now. The only time I'll, you know what? I probably will never get a 3D TV. I don't see any reason to. No. I mean, the 3DS has mastered the 3D without 3D glasses thing. Right. I just don't want to watch 3D all the time. Like, I, once in a while, I'll put my 3DS on 3D mode, just like when I first buy a game, mm-hmm. I want to see what it looks like. And I'll be like, okay, that's cool, and then I'll put it, like, it flat. Right. And that's it. You know, that's, it's like a novelty thing. It is. And it also, with the TVs, if they could do it without the glasses, then, all right, it could be interesting, but there's really not that many movies that I want to sit Avatar. down, throw the glasses on. <laughs> Abada. I would watch Abada again in 3D. <sighs> of course you would. I would. I watch it most of the time when it's on now. I, I have, like I said, I have so many 3D Blu-rays, it's ridiculous. Like I, know, I have Guardians, Captain America, yeah. I have Tron, I have Predator. Tron's probably really cool in 3D. <laughs> it probably is. Um, I can't even remember some of the other ones I have. Uh, Avengers, Wreck-It Ralph. Mostly Disney, because it was like the same price to get regular Blu-ray or 3D. I'm like, I guess I'll get 3D. Yeah. Plus now, I'm a big... I've been really getting into the digital movie collection lately. Really? I've been... I started getting into that because I didn't have an iPad. I had a Kindle before. So the only way to really get movies on there was to download the Flickster app and then download the movies from there. Hmm. Well, I, that's why I started collecting a lot more of like the ultraviolet codes, the Flickster, stuff like that. Well, now everyone, everything's kind of teamed up and connected with each other, even the Disney movies now. So that yeah. was part of the reason why I wanted to get the combo pack also was I don't care about the 3D disc, but I don't think the regular Blu-ray comes with the the digital copy. And I actually really like having a digital copy. Like you said, you don't have the uh, – you don't have the, you only have a DVD player in your room. Right. I just bought the Amazon Prime Fire Stick. Oh, yeah? Cause I, Fire because, TV? Because – well, not the Fire – not the whole box. Oh, okay. For being a Prime member, I was able to get the uh, the Prime Stick for like 20 bucks. I think it's their answer to Roku. Hmm. And I don't have anything on my bedroom TV either, so I bought one of those for the back room. It just came in today. And I think you just kind of plug it in, and that will give me like Netflix and – Flickster or all those things, so I'll be able to watch things that way. 
WWE Network. Yep. It's cool. So that's the plan with that. But yeah, I miss the DVDs with these things. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I liked it too because my parents didn't have a, a Blu-ray player until recently, and uh, I used to be able to get the combo pack and just let them use the DVD. You know, I still feel the need of when I get the like the the 3D combo packs. If there was a way I could trade out the DVD, the 3D disc for a DVD, I would. So would I, because I know I'll never use that 3D <laughs> exactly 3D disc. I wonder what happens if you put it in like a normal Blu-ray player. It's just blurry. <laughs> like, does it even work at all? There's a there's a couple discs out there that are both that are like yeah. a. Because, like, uh, Dread was one of them. Mm. Uh, I don't understand how it works. Yeah, it's probably weird. just blurry, but... Probably. Part of me would want to steal the glasses from the movie theater and try them out. <laughs> I don't know if that would work, but I don't know. it's worth a shot. Sure, why not? They're free. Right. Sort of. Plus, with the 3D disc, I think that works in PlayStations anyway, so... Yeah, because, I mean, it's just the 3D TV. Yeah. You're not, you don't need to buy, like, a specific 3D Blu-ray player, do you? I'm not sure. I don't know either. Uh, we'll never know. Speaking of a movie that will definitely come out in 3D when it does come out, the new Star Wars trailer came out where we were going. Indeed it did. I'm excited. I am scared. You're scared? You wonder why? Because all of a sudden, I was brought back to 1999. I'm watching uh-huh. this. I'm like, this is awesome. You're Whoa, there's the, there's the old music again. There's a new lightsaber. What is happening? Uh-huh. Re- Wait a minute. This I've had this feeling before. And I remember watching the Phantom Menace show when I was in elementary school on, like, the classroom computers thinking, oh, my God, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. You know what I did with the Phantom Menace trailer? <laughs> uh, entertainment – this is, like, before the internet had really great streaming video. Uh, they would actually, like, premiere trailers on, like, Entertainment Tonight and uh-huh. shit like that. Uh, they premiered the Phantom Menace trailer on Entertainment Tonight. Mm-hmm. And I have it on VHS. I taped it off of uh, VHS <laughs> to my parents' house, probably. And uh, they I, they had the Duel of the Fates music video premiere. Like really, right around the time that the movie was about to come out, mm-hmm. the music video premiered on TRL, <laughs> and I taped that on the same tape. Oh man! And I was like, as soon as the Duel of the Fates video came, out, I was like, this is gonna be the best fucking movie ever. Exactly. You hear that song, and you see, and the whole video it's is just so like, incredible. Fight. And that's the best part of that fucking if, movie. If that, if that was the movie, if I spent ten bucks to yeah. saw that, I uh-huh. think I'd be okay with it. Yeah, and that's why I'm afraid of Star Wars Seven because it's like that's Star Wars the Seven. They had another Death Star. Oh god, that's so funny. I really hope that happens. I swear, if there's two Chewbacca's. <laughs> Or if Leia turns bad, I'm going to yell in the theater, (laughs) but she's a good guy. That's the only way she'd do it. (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, folks, look up Whitest Kids You Know, George Lucas. We have played it a couple times, and it's one of the best things on the internet. Star Wars (laughs) 7. And then that was it. George Lucas came out and said, "Was like, oh, I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, I'm not watching that. I don't care about that. Yeah, fuck you. You've totally watched it t- the second it came out, dick. <laughs> Dude, I, there's a there's a great video on YouTube as well. That's it's called like Everything Wrong with Episode One. Okay, and it's like all the behind the scenes stuff because that DVD is just all behind the scenes stuff. Right, and how it was made from beginning to the really terrible finished product, and it was just like. George Lucas, like, talking out of his ass, like, ah, oh, maybe we'll, like, put, like, this giant CGI thing here. And it's the whole team going, like, oh, George, that sounds great. You're a genius. You know, just, like, a team of yes men. Wow. And it's it's so fun. It's so crazy to watch because nobody was, like, 
you know, this, you should do this. Or nobody, like, threw in any other ideas. He was just like, yeah, maybe we'll do this, and then this looks good over here. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that, that'll that be great. Oh, There's a lot of that, and you can tell that. That's what, I mean, in all honesty, who's going to have the balls to disagree with George Lucas, right? Right. Well, like, but, like, you're even, seeing even this happen. If you look at a... Uh, King of the Crystal Skull, even Spielberg doesn't have the balls to stand up to George Lucas because he's even said, like, yeah, George wanted to do these things, and looking back on it, probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah. I think George is done. George is done. Even though he's working on something new, isn't he? Like some new animated thing. I love saying fucking terrible. I don't even know what it is. I would say you you should watch the trailer, but you should watch (laughs) it. It looks fucking terrible. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he's doing. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, George? What are you doing? Like... I don't know, like, where did your genius go? <laughs> was it ever there to begin with? If... Who knows, you know? Because hmm. he didn't direct Empire or Jedi. Right, and those are the two that everyone loves the most. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. At least we have Guardians of the Galaxy now. This is true. That's new Star Wars. It is. Until new Star Wars comes Every out. Every time I watch Guardians, I don't get tired of it, and I actually like it more and more. It, it was the biggest surprise of the year, and the more I think about it, it's probably my favorite of the year. Yeah. Because... I'm glad I didn't have any background knowledge on this. Yeah. And that's what really helped out. It, it had to sell itself to me, and it did. Mm-hmm. It did to everyone. It's one of the. It made, like, the most money this year more than anything else, didn't it? That and. Yeah. Beat even Transformers, I think. Good. <laughs> that and uh, Winter Soldier are definitely my two favorite Marvel movies now. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. They're definitely. the top two. They're incredible. Uh, they're better. I like them more than Avengers, both of them. So do I. Yeah. And I'm not saying Avengers is bad. No, yeah, but. Just but as far as yeah, to rewatch and enjoy those two win mm-hmm. by far. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Star Wars Seven, it's I'm, coming. I'm gonna say it. I'm excited to say it. Yeah, I might. I might go at midnight. Really? Yeah. If they do a midnight, they'll do a midnight. I hope they do a 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm gonna be even older. Too old for this out. shit. I hate. I, can, I don't know if I can even do midnight and then go to work the next day. I, I got it. Take off. I don't think yeah. I could, man. I've. I'm taking I, off the day after the Royal Rumble because I'm not going to be able to hang. That's <laughs> right, because you're going to that. I am. We tried to get tickets. Yeah, we did. That was something that happened. Yep. We so all we, tried. and We tried to get like 12 tickets to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's impossible. And then they told us, that, well, literally it was impossible. You can only get groups of eight. So we tried getting groups of eight, and that would be impossible. So we just thought about maybe groups of four, which also wasn't going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just broke into pairs, and everyone was just buying things on the StubHub. Yep. Uh, it's a mess. It is a mess. My tickets, I am ridiculously happy I bought them at the time. My tickets in my section, I paid two twelve for the pair. They are now two ninety six a piece. Are you kidding me? No. This is bullshit, it's the row in man. Two ninety six. It is bullshit. All the, <laughs> the like stub. I hate that StubHub is around now. Hey, you just got to get them when you can. Because it's like. Even when you, I went to a Flyers game recently, and there's a giant display in the stadium for StubHub. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, it seems like such a scam. I mean, it's people selling their tickets, so it's the people scamming people. But people are buying them just to sell them. Like that's why I loved yeah, what the Food Fighters did recently. They made, it, they had a thing. Their whole promotion was they wouldn't even sell tickets online for the first two weeks. You can only buy tickets at the box office. I'm like that is awesome. That is genius. That's how it should be again. Mm-hmm. Like and like what we did, we went to the box office, tried to get tickets, and nothing. Nope. Oh, that sucks. I, I really want to go, but 
I'm not. I'm not spending like two ninety seven a ticket unless I'm, unless I am like in the first five rows. Yeah, I'm not spending that much money on a ticket. Well, Sean's hoping that they do release more tickets. So they will. But yeah. they'll they'll once they figure out the staging and everything, they'll release more. They won't be the best seats, but they'll release more. Yeah, I'm happy with the ones I got. Oh yeah, you got decent ones. Yeah, I'll take them. Speaking of that, uh, we have some UFC news. Really? Yeah, if you want to play. It possibly be the UFC news that we have to talk about. I'll play this button and we'll talk about it. It is the one we have waited our entire life for. UFC news. This must be some important dust, stuff. Dust that button off. So, uh, UFC news. There's this crazy new fighter that's coming into the company. Uh-huh. He's supposed to debut this year. Uh, really? If you heard of him, his name's CM Punk. Oh, interesting. I think I have heard of that guy. Yeah. But wait, he's not a fighter though. He's a wrestler. Wrestler's not wrestling's not real. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so real. Said every UFC fan when this announcement came out. Yeah, I'm a fan of both. So oh, me too. And that's, it's, I, I, I think feel it's like fantastic. We, we are in the minority <laughs> of being. UFC, WWE, and CM Punk fans. Because yeah. it seems like you're one of the three. Yeah. If you're a WWE fan, Punk's a quitter and you hate him. Mm-hmm. If you're a UFC fan, this guy's a fake. He's just trying to make it. He don't belong money. here. He doesn't. He's just Can't make his way to the main... seats taken. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna bump his way to the main event. How dare he? I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. <laughs> That's what he's going to say when he gets in the ring. That's right. Because <laughs> he's a wrestler. He doesn't belong here. Now, I I am excited for this, man. And Dana White knows what he's doing. He, he Dude, knows that, this is so much money. Guy's a goddamn genius. He well, is, he didn't book it against the Green Ranger yet. So, Dude, he, Well, he books these <laughs> once in a while, like these like crazy fights. Like He booked uh, boxer James Tony against Randy Couture. Because mm-hmm. James Tony was talking all this shit to Couture. Like, oh... I can knock out any of these fools, you know, one punch. And Couture's like, all right, let's do it. And Dana White's like, where do I sign? Who wants to <laughs> sign? And uh, CM Punk came up and was like, I want to fight. And Dana White's going to say, sure, sign right here. <laughs> and uh, and they granted him the opportunity. And uh, it was a total surprise. Yeah, you texted me the night of the, uh, of the pay-per-view. You're like, dude, this just happened. Mm-hmm. And I was confused. Like, wait, he just... Said how beat up he is. He's he's gonna he's gonna fight now. It was Uf- UFC 181. It was Johnny Hendricks versus uh, Robbie Lawler. And then all of a sudden, in between fights, this happens. I'll play the interview for you here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with none other than CM Punk. If you are a fan of professional wrestling, you know this man. But your wrestling days are over. You have decided to enter the octagon and fight mixed martial arts yeah. professionally. Yeah, well, I'd say my professional wrestling days are over. I'm sure I'm going to have to do plenty of wrestling in there. Uh, it's awesome to be here. It's very awesome to be here. How long? I know you've been training with Henner and Heron Gracie for quite yeah. a while. I know you've been around the UFC for quite a while. How long have you been contemplating this, and what ultimately motivated your decision? Uh, you know, this is something that's been in the back of my mind for a very, very long time. Uh, I have a background in Kempo. I've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, off and on for a very, very long time. Uh, but the the idea of being able to step in the octagon and find out what's inside myself and test myself is an opportunity that I was not able to deny myself. I I don't think I would have been able to live myself if I lived with myself if I didn't give this a shot. 
So is this something that watching guys like Brock Lesnar become very successful in the UFC, seeing all the fights, seeing it live, you just felt like it's now or never. You only have a certain amount of time in this life. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was now or never maybe about three years ago. Uh, I re-signed with uh, the WWE, and uh, I tried to give that the, the old college try. And it is now or never for me. I, I have a limited window, just like all fighters do, and I fully intend to get in there, and, and I'm here for a fight. I'm here to either get my ass kicked or kick somebody's ass. Now, is this a one-time adventure, or are you considering this as your new career? No, this is my new career, 100%. Uh, I'm going to go full steam ahead, all systems go, uh, after today, and it's going to be fun. You know, I have nothing but respect for everybody here in the UFC, everybody who steps in the octagon to fight. And when it's all said and done, when I'm finished, everybody is going to have to respect me because I have come here to fight. And what weight will you be competing at? Uh, that is something that's up in the air. You know, uh, most likely middleweight. I'm going to do a test weight cut. I'm going to see how I feel. And the option, I think, for welterweight might be there, but certainly not uh, light heavyweight. And what camp will you be training out of? Who will you be training with for this? That's something you're going to have to stay tuned for. You know, uh, I've, I've talked to a few people, but I didn't really, really want to tip my hat as to actually why I was inquiring uh, uh, with certain camps. I didn't want to give it away. I wanted to make sure today was like the launch. And now that this is public, we'll probably find out very soon where I'm going to go. Well, this is very exciting. It's very <laughs> gutsy of you to do. I'm excited. I can yeah. tell you're very thrilled. I'm excited to call your fight. I can't wait to see you inside there. And good luck to you, sir. Luck is for losers, Joe Rogan. Thank luck you very much. Luck is for losers, says CM Punk. I'll take as much luck as I can get. <laughs> that is going to be incredible. Yeah, so yeah. That, that interview just happened in between fights. Like, like and, uh, You saw Rogan just kind of threw it out there. So you're going to be joining the Octagon, getting in here and fighting. Yeah. And it's like, like it wasn't even like a big announcement. It was just like, oh, by the way. By the way, we signed CM Punk. And this is like... And week, then the internet exploded. This is like a week after he went on Colcabana's podcast and totally went through why mm -hmm. he left and... All the shit that went down, which is ridiculous. Did you hear about that? Yes. Did you see the highlights? I, I didn't listen to the first I, podcast. I caught most of the highlights, though. I did listen to the entire second podcast he did, the follow-up, yeah. which was a lot more fun, but he still explained a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And even that stuff was crazy. Like, hearing about uh, Wizard World and all that, I don't know if you caught yeah. the second podcast also. They called him in, uh, mm -hmm. the, was it Mexico, right? Yeah. We go to Mexico yeah, for he, a main event. Yeah, he made, did... Like five grand for four nights in hardcore matches in Mexico when he could have made like twenty just sitting at Wizard World. Wow! And so I mean the money's got a huge issue with UFC. Also, you look oh at the bank God. these guys make just for, even for losing sponsors, which is on. now going back to what he Slim said on the Jim. podcast. Slim, he was all he seemed pissed off that he did not get the Slim Jim sponsorship. <laughs> would have been hilarious because he, he kept, loves Macho Man, yeah. obviously. And he kept saying, like he was adamant about this. And again, Colcabana's podcast, Art of Wrestling. Check it out. Uh, the most recent two episodes CM Punk has been on. But on one of them, he talks about sponsorship opportunities and how he talked to everyone from Slim Jim. It was going to be a real thing. He was going to come out in like, the old fighter board shorts with Slim Jim logos on it. And he was pumped for it. Mm -hmm. And then they said, like, oh, no, you want to have like the big show and Sheamus. And they just kind of took it all away from him. According to him. Again, everything's two-sided. Who knows? Sure. But – And uh, apparently – he had a staph infection, which is everyone's talking about. Mm -hmm. WWE didn't want to give him time off or treat it or do anything with it. So that was another thing that kind of pissed him off. And, uh, you know, he was supposed to fight Triple H at Mania, and that was like... And they weren't going to give the push to Daniel Bryan, and 
he just had enough. I mean, they just gave him so much, so much bullshit he went through, you know, that was unnecessary. And now, like, what you're, if you watch the product now, mm-hmm. it's really terrible lately. Like, it's it's really unwatchable at this point. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I watched the Slammies. The Slammies were a joke because half the people that won them weren't even there, and the one that did happened to be there was a total fucking fix job. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. win Superstar of the Year for the Slammies. He was in like three matches. He was in like year. three matches. <laughs> he was going up against Brock Lesnar, who not only conquered the streak this year, but destroyed John Cena with ease. Mm-hmm. Fucking squashed him. You have Daniel Bryan, who had his huge run. Right. Even Dean, Dean Ambrose, Ambrose, who's the biggest merchandise seller right now. the main event of Hell in a Cell. I mean, someone, I, one of the dirt sheet sites made an interesting inference when it came to Dean Ambrose. They said how on uh, Black Friday, WWE's website made the most they've ever made in a single day. Uh, merchandise sales, thanks to the Black Friday sale. And they said mm-hmm. the top selling item was the Dean Ambrose Unstable hoodie. So I, was, I saw one of the comments someone posted like, so wait, you're telling me that Dean Ambrose had the highest selling merchandise on the most profitable day of merchandise sales? Like, isn't that some sort of big thing that should probably be pushed along with this? And it's probably not going to be acknowledged. No. But, but yeah, you, can, you can see the, like, the people who they choose and the people who but they hell, don't even choose. But no. like, even Cena over Reigns. I mean, Cena yeah. has been doing a lot. Reigns has been Cena won the injured. Belt. Like, you know? most of the year. I can't remember a good Reigns promo, match, match anything. Nothing. Dude, his promos are fucking <laughs> so cookie-cutter, it's not even funny. I'm going to kick your ass. Curse, curses every promo, says, bitch, damn, ass. They're One trying to those. make him The Rock. Yeah. He's not The Rock. He Come. was. He, I liked Roman Reigns when he didn't talk. Yeah. When he was just the muscle Silent of the shield. Muscle. Right. Yeah, and it's like, this guy's a badass. He's not supposed to be pushed, because he's just the muscle. You know, this guy is a badass. I don't want to get on. I don't would not want to get on his bad side. Right. Now I hear him talk like that, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, dude, sure. Right, yeah, it's like an, what a seventh grader would say as their comeback is the things he says, yeah. and then he says to believe believe that, I'm like oh, believe that. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Know. Nobody cares about. I mean, it's it's uh, if they if he comes back and they shove him down the, our throats, it's going to be Batista style at the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Because Philly's not going to embrace that. crowd will eat him alive. He's going to get destroyed at the Royal Rumble, especially because everyone sees it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like Batista. Everyone saw that coming, and they were ready to boo. And that's what it's going to be like at Philly. Because it's going to start probably Monday. The push for Roman Reigns is going to start Monday. Mm-hmm. Right, as soon as TLC's over. And that pay-per-view, I couldn't give a fuck about. Because <laughs> nobody cares about it. Brock hasn't been on in months. You know, it's it's there's nothing worth watching right now, and the most excited I am for Raw is because Jericho is going to be on Monday. Oh, he is. Yeah. Is he like GM or something? Or is he? I think so. Yeah. That's it. And then Monday is at least the push towards the Royal Rumble. Right. It's going to be the Roman Reigns fest. It is. And you're right. It's going to be just like Batista. He's going to come out. Crowd's not going to accept him. He's going to win WrestleMania. Crowd's not going to accept him. And they're just going. And there's this time. There's going to be an alternative, but. Who they should push is who they push the Survivor Series. It's fucking Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, because it's it's not um, it's not forced. It's I did notice something interesting. I mean, people have been behind Ziggler for a while. Sure, now, yeah. but I've noticed like past couple times they've done a lot of Cena Ziggler stuff. Mm-hmm. Cena comes out before Ziggler. Yeah, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Cena always comes out last. 
because that's always been a thing. And you've always pointed it out. Cena was always comes out sure. last. Uh-huh. So I wonder if Cena is kind of realizing he's got to pass the torch somewhat. Yeah. And maybe this is his way and to do it. I thought uh, Ziggler getting the Slammy for the Survivor Series match of the year was well-deserved. Right. And um, I thought his speech was totally from the heart. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell it wasn't, like, written. Like, it was totally him, like, thanking the crowd. Right. You could tell he was, like, getting kind of emotional about it. And um, the thing is that Ziggler's push is so, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's not forced. Yeah, it's natural. I mean? It's natural. It's, exactly. And it's always been natural. Every time he's gotten a little high up, they've brought him down, but the crowd always stays behind mm-hmm. him. Like, he has never... Even, I was even rooting for him when he was feuding with Punk when Punk was yeah. going, had the belt. I thought Ziggler was ready then. Ziggler has never lost the crowd support. No. And hopefully maybe that's something now that the main offices are noticing that people are always behind him. Yeah, and he Philly knows. loves him. So, oh, I mean, yeah. If he the, all out, the cities do. Philly, Chicago. Yeah. They're all into him. If he, uh, if he comes out and has like an impressive rumble and then gets thrown out by Roman Reigns... Oh, that's man. not going to help Roman Reigns either, you know. I, I want Kane to just eliminate everyone. I want Kane to take his record back. I want Kane to eliminate himself <laughs> from the company. and then do that from the company. The corporate Kane. God, who'd have thunk that fucking CM Punk on his way out would be eliminated by Suit Pants Kane, Vice Principal Kane? <laughs> oh man, but it, a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world of wrestling now, and. Vince has always said how UFC is not a threat. We're in different fields. Yeah. It's completely different. But now this is going to open up a lot of guys' eyes now. That's sure. the biggest ratings for, for UFC. Because they're, they're not only going to have that match, but you know they're going to have a stacked card around that. Which but, is what they always did for Brock. Right. Because they haven't had that in a while. Yeah. They haven't, they don't, all their big names are like injured or gone. And guess who wants to come back to UFC whose contract expires at WrestleMania? <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> they're going to have Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. Like, yeah. And it, meanwhile, WWE is going to have fucking Roman Reigns running the show. Guess who's going to stop watching? Everyone. <laughs> and everyone's going to go over here and be like, "Oh, this UFC thing's good." If if they if UFC has a Fox network like uh, episode mm-hmm. with one of those two on there, it'll crush whatever WWE has. It'll crush it. Yep. Well, we'll put this on Monday night at uh, at eight o'clock. Main event. <laughs> you know, Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. Yeah, I would watch the shit out of that fight. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. And meanwhile, Paul Heyman's going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Oh yeah, he's he's going to be just coming out because he's not he's not um you know front office with WWE. He's just on air talent, so I'm sure he'll be able to come out and help out with them or do whatever he wants. You know, I'm not sure if he signed a non compete clause right. or whatever, but backstage he'll be there. You know. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it, it's just. Crazy stuff happening with this man, and, it, yeah, and while we were going, also the Vince McMahon podcast with Stone Cold happened, right. which also either Vince is really good at lying and manipulation, but he seemed genuine yeah. with that entire podcast. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It, it was, and it was a really good inside look. And he flat out, he didn't seem to hide anything. He just put everything out there, and it doesn't seem like Stone Cold would be the type to be like Stone run Cold's through on the things. Attack. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's the type that would run through things like with him beforehand. And you can even tell a couple times Vince got flustered, especially near the end where it's like, all right, what do you do if, uh, if fans want to contact you? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess, should I contact you on Twitter? Well, I guess, all right, you heard it here. Contact him on Twitter, shoot him a message, 
And you saw Vince like, what? wait, what's Twitter? Yeah. I'm confused. What's happening? And what did, what did he say? He said something like, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something fun or something like that, Vince. Like, And then start talking about how he pushed people into his pool. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he's kind of a sadist. <laughs> Just a little I, bit. Honestly, he's going to puke. I, I would I'd watch it if Vince did that like every week. Or uh, if, if that might be too much. Every month. That was the biggest thing they've done on the network. Although I I did think it was funny where it's like Stone Cold's like, yeah, they're giving me the signal wrapping up two minutes. And he's like, oh, yeah. well, I own the network, don't I? Ten more minutes. Yeah. It's like, we'll go, we'll go 15 more minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. This is Vince's money. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. I never noticed how big Vince's ears were. They were huge. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he's getting old. Maybe. Old people, they have that thing where, like, their ears just yeah. are massive. Yeah, that happens. I hope that – that'll happen to me probably. I think your ears keep growing. Yeah. Forever. Well, if you die, you look like Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> like a rotted flesh. So all the zombies on Walking Dead should look like Dumbo. They should. They should all have giant ears. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you want to get some end of the world news? Of course. Well, actually, you know what? Let's get some quick synergy news real quick. Okay. That's good enough. <laughs> we don't have all night here, people. Anybody got time for that? So, uh, synergy news. Uh, I did some penciling while I was in Virginia Beach. Got a couple more pages done. Nice. Uh, but since I came back, I haven't really gotten much work done on it. Right. But I am looking into doing a couple of shows. I, Salad Adventureland really wants me to come to the Miz appearance on December 28th. The Miz and some other girl are going to be there. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I told him I'd, I'd probably do it, but I don't know if I'm going to make a print yet. I don't. I don't know. Mark Poulton made an incredible print. So that's I mean, such a good idea. What really he did. No competition. Um. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm supposed to be there. You know, if you want to come meet the Miz, come out December 28th. <laughs> I, mean, uh, it, uh, I, I have actually been saying for a while I would love to meet the Miz. I've been a Miz fan for a long time now. Yeah. But it's who he's with. That I, I wish he was bringing Sandow. Even, I wish kind of he was coming alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would even be bigger incentive. Yeah. But if he was bringing Sandow, oh, my God, that place would it, – it would be packed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and I'm actually looking into doing the uh, Camden Comic Con. Okay. Which I heard was incredible last year. Right. We also heard from Mark Poulton, who Mark was there. Poulton, yeah. And uh, and I did follow them on Facebook, and I have been talking to the guy uh, who we're trying to work out, work out something now. Um, it's in March. Okay. So keep you guys up to date on that. And then uh, from there, I guess it's just a push to Wizard World with Brian Brown again. So, so not KatoriCon? No Anime no. Fest coming up? No, KatoriCon is dead. <laughs> no, I, it's I, very I, much alive, sir. It is. It's actually a really big show. It's gotten point. huge. It's, it's really big. Um, but it's just not my... Yeah, it's not your scene. Not my scene, no. Um, I'd like to go to it. I would love to. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend the money to go to it. Probably get press passes. Hmm. Dude, just the <laughs> just the pictures and interviews alone might be worth it. Oh, you're so right. That, that might be something we have to try. I tried getting a press pass to uh, Walker Stalker Con. Oh yeah, the Walking Dead convention up in North Jersey. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> no, I got denied. I always get denied for these things anymore. Maybe because we record once a month. Maybe <laughs> too many. games. We have lives, okay? Too many games was uh was good. They liked us, yeah, and we we did a good kickback for them for their convention. That was great. Yeah. It was actually a really good show, too. Mm-hmm. Good, really show. good show. All right, let's get some end of the world news. All right. <laughs> this is end of the world news. Not the beast! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
I posted this on your Facebook. Yeah, I saw this, away. and um, I really didn't know what to say to it, so I didn't. It's just like there's not much you can respond to this. It's just an event that happened, and that's it. Here, I'll Go read ahead. the headline for you. Uh, husband arrested for attacking his pregnant wife with a McChicken sandwich because he doesn't like them. Um, it was a man in Iowa, not Florida. Uh, he was arrested after he allegedly used a McChicken sandwich to attack his wife. Uh, he told police that he threw the sandwich at his wife because he doesn't like them. After she woke him up at 1 p.m. with one she had bought him. First of all, she woke him up at 1 p.m. So, obviously, he was, like, uh, unemployed. Yeah, so there's a lot gentleman. involved with this. He woke him up at 1 p.m. Woke him up at 1 so p.m. So, he was home and sleeping at 1 p.m. This is quite the scene. <clears throat> so, either he has night work, which is commendable. Sure. He gets out early, which, whatever. Or he doesn't work. I don't know. Just Pregnant wife out. goes and gets food for him for lunch. Which will get cold if he doesn't eat it. So and she was looking out for him. She said, "Honey, I brought you this uh, McChicken sandwich, and uh, you should eat it." <laughs> I don't like McChicken sandwich. He got up and said, uh, uh, "He followed his wife to the bathroom." And she, oh wait, here we go. I skipped. I skipped. This, I skipped ahead here. So basically, uh, she brought him the sandwich. Uh, after he woke up, he hurled the McChicken sandwich <laughs> at her, picked it up, and then threw it at her again. He then followed her to the bathroom where she had gone to clean herself up. Clean yourself. And then shoved the bun into her face. When officers arrived at the home, and his wife, his wife had called nine one one. He claimed that his he had claimed that his wife assaulted him. But they found mayonnaise on her shirt and face when they went to speak to her. They saw that her nose was swollen, and despite Hill showing them cell phone footage of his encounter, they arrested him and charged him with simple domestic assault. According to the Des Moines Register, after viewing the video. Officers believe that he was trying to engineer another fight on the video oh, to make her seem like she started it. He is now in jail without bond. And we'll never have McChicken sandwiches again. Banned from McDonald's <clears throat> for life. That should be his punishment, yes. Yeah. He should always eat in chick- McChickens. That's right. That's all he <laughs> should <laughs> ever have. McChicken. Crying crying at the dinner table with a McChicken in his mouth. That, <laughs> house arrest. Like Tobias. House arrest at the McDonald's playpen with just <laughs> Michigan sandwiches. The McDonald's play penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> we got Florida news. Oh, I've missed Florida news. This breaking Florida news actually happened today. <clears throat> really? Yeah, wait. Uh, now hold on a minute, player. <laughs> oh, let me see if I can find this. Man, everything's running so slow. Let's see if I can find this uh, NBC News button. It's breaking news. I know. It's breaking very slowly. <laughs> What is going on? It's your damn Spotify. You're rocking out the punk's music. I know. Which I'm really excited that you're in the octagon. Dude, so am I. You know he's going to play that. He has to. I'm waiting for the it's clobbering time and for him to yell and to hear Cult of Personality as he walks out. Yes. He has to. Okay, I think we're good. We're operational now, it looks like. Okay, so let me... Uh, okay, we're good. My computer just had Don't a little... cocky, kid. Had a little brain fart here. All right, let me go back here. All right, so we do have breaking news. Breaking okay. Florida news. Breaking which, Florida news. Which we, we should make a Florida news. I think button. we've said that before, but yeah. until then. Breaking news. Sexual predator in Florida has won $3 million in the lottery. This is breaking news. It just happened. Well, Florida, isn't like 40% of the people down there are sexual predators? I think it's like 90. Okay. <laughs> At the Florida Lottery headquarters, Timothy Poole, 43, posed for a photo with an oversized check after claiming his $3 million scratch-off prize. 
When the image hit the internet, others others recognized the 450-pound man as a sexual offender. In 2001, he was arrested on charges of sexual battery on a victim under 12. Jesus Christ. Before that, he was arrested in 1991 for stealing almost $20,000 in food stamps, which is probably why he weighs 450 pounds, where he worked in Sa- at Safeco. And all he's been arrested 12 times in oh Florida on charges ranging from – this guy's one of Florida's finest – ranging from grand theft to forging a check. He served three months in prison in 96 and did a second stint from 2003 to 2006. This week, he claimed his $3 million prize. <laughs> One a one-time lump sum of two million two hundred nineteen thousand eight hundred seven dollars ninety cents. That is bullshit. You know, like this terrible human this being. This guy's been arrested twelve times. This horrible person won two point two million dollars on a scratch off. Unbelievable. No justice in this in Florida. Florida, uh, there's no justice in Florida. No. In Florida, you can be arrested as many times as you want. And leave with $3 million. That's the kind the of land. Of that sums up Florida, I think. Yes. You need Roman Reigns to go down there. This is actually believe. not the first time that a registered sex offender has struck it rich. Of course not. In 2007, a man arrested for lewd and lascivious? Lascivious. Man, that's a good word. It is a good word. I don't even know what it means. No. I think that's a silent C there. We're indecent assault <laughs> upon a child. <laughs> We're educated, folks. That's right. Uh, in 2007, a man uh, won $14 million uh, who was arrested for sexual assault. And this year, Massachusetts legislators are considering a bill to prevent sex offenders from collecting lottery earnings after a $10 million winner used the money to buy expensive gifts for his are newest victim. Are you kidding victim. me? <laughs> in Florida, they'd be like, oh, here's 10, mo- 10 more million. Oh, my God. In Florida, there are no laws that prohibit registered sex offenders from playing the numbers and collecting the winnings, the Florida Lottery cannot withhold earnings based on someone's criminal record. Florida Land of the Free. <laughs> you say Land of the Freak? Yeah, that yeah, uh, that works too. Yeah. So uh, that's unbelievable. So if you're on to catch a predator and you want to play the lottery, well, I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. There you go. That's it's not even fair, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> A South Carolina woman charged with stabbing her husband with a ceramic wait, squirrel. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. We've read this story before. Have we? This story sounds familiar. What's the date on this? Uh, Scroll up. December. Oh, this is an old one. Why did this This is up? from last year. It's from last year. We read the, I remember this story. You remember the ceramic squirrel story? I remember the ceramic squirrel, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> next story then. <laughs> All right, in conclusion, last year a woman broke a ceramic squirrel and stabbed her husband with it. That's right. Ceramic squirrels. That's right, because we have Canada news. Oh no! So get this, guy at Tim Hortons. You know, we yeah, Tim Hortons the, on the show. The here. nicest place on earth, Tim Hortons. If Tim Hortons sponsored us, we would be forever. Oh my god! Right. But this was in Saskatoon. Okay. Saskatoonie. Uh, on Monday morning, uh, a man wanted uh, onions on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was enraged that he couldn't get onions on a sandwich, so he reached into his buddy's pocket and pulled out a snake and threw it at the employee. Why would you do that at Tim Hortons? And why do you want because onions? The, the onions on his breakfast sandwich, they weren't diced. And his buddy had a snake in his pocket. So he reached into his buddy's pocket and threw the snake at him. So it wasn't in his buddy's boot, is what no. you're saying? So uh, 
Saskatoon police spokeswoman Allison Edwards told the newspaper that she never heard of a snake being thrown at an employee by a customer. It was a little chaotic. All right, well, just don't do that now again, okay? Oh, that man was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Staff told what? police. That's a little Irish-Canadian for you. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Staff told police that the two male suspects were arguing with employees about their breakfast order at 7.30 in the morning. And, you know, at 7.30, exactly. if you have a snake in your pocket, you might as well and clearly let it, let the, it go. The person behind the counter, Pierre McMurphy, that's just the Canadian-Irish person that he is. <laughs> well, yeah, eh? <laughs> Uh, the staff, the staff told police that uh, they quickly determined that the garter snake, now named Outlaw, so I guess Tim Hortons kept the snake. He wasn't poisonous, and he found a new home. So I guess they, <laughs> they kept him. The snake. Look, it's Canada. Oh, hey, of course buddy. it. Oh, you dropped this, buddy. Well, oh, I don't want it, friend. Mascot, eh? <laughs> what were you doing in that pocket there, buddy? <laughs> he wasn't poisonous, and he's now found a new home. Is that a snake uh, in your pocket? Well, as a matter of fact, it is. Well, it's a Playing nice Canada. <laughs> the two suspects, both 20 years old, face charges of mischief and causing a disturbance. It is unclear why the unidentified men would use a snake as a weapon, but we wonder if they saw the letdown of Eaten Alive. I love the uh, the charge of mischief. I feel like that's probably one of Canada's most notorious charges. And then when they, they release get... you, they say, mischief managed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> be great yes yeah because canada's great it is you really can't get in trouble in canada i don't think it's like the opposite of florida it is it's the best place although i think that canada they're so nice if you were a sexual predator they'd probably let you win millions of dollars too oh it's okay buddy (laughs) i don't think there are sexual predators no i think everybody keeps their dick in their pants in canada (laughs) (laughs) most people unbelievable Yeah, that's that's pretty much all the end of the world news. I have. Yeah. So Christmas right. is rapidly approaching. I know. I figured we should we should talk about this a little bit. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel th- made a really great video. Okay. Because uh, you know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer shows every year on TV. Yeah. You know the classic claymation, really horrible. Yeah. Stiff. Wants to be a dentist. Yeah. Blah blah that. blah. Yeah. So what they did was they took footage from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and put in audio from the Maury Povich show. Oh no. Which I think is really great. Unfortunately, those of you listening at home are just going to hear Maury Povich. Which everyone loves. I, I will watch. I could watch that every day. I'm not going to lie. When I when I used to uh, go home for my lunch break, I used to watch it every day. Uh, and it never really got old. You, know, no, you always want to know if he's the father or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they do the thing where like there's like an extended commercial break. And you're like, fuck, all right. I'll, he's not the father. I'll be five minutes late to work. I got to see mm-hmm. this guy. Yeah. How many chicks he's banged behind his wife's back, or you know? You've slept with crazy, thirteen men. How crazy this guy's daughter! One of them is. must be the father of your child. Yeah. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is the beloved holiday TV special. is fifty years old this year. On Saturday night, Rudolph will air on CBS. It premiered December sixth, nineteen sixty-four. You know, fifty years is a, a long time, and a lot has changed over those fifty years. So we decided to give the special an update to make it more accessible to a modern audience. So what we did was we took scenes from Rudolph and we paired them with dialogue from the Maury Povich show, and <laughs> the result is a new uh, cartoon that I believe is about to become an instant holiday classic. Now, when I first met Shanika, we were just having oh sex. That was it. Then two weeks later. She had me paper saying she was two weeks pregnant. Who does that? But all I know, Shanika baby could be one of my guys. She was messing with a lot of them. I got another baby who looks just like me. Shanika baby has none of my feet. 
Oh my god. So oh she says Shanika's baby has none of my features and they show Rudolph's nose light up. <laughs> it's really great. I think Shanika was just using her baby as a way to get me back in her life. In the case of one year old Jamel Jr. Jamel <laughs> And Maury is in it. <laughs> as it should be. Of course, because he's the only sane man in the whole thing anyway. You are the father. <laughs> Oh my god. That is brilliant. That's so great. Child support. Child support. Funny, you mentioned uh, Kimmel. I thought you were going to show something else. Because I haven't seen this yet, but I know. I think Kimmel worked with the Killers on their new song. Oh yeah. I haven't haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard anything about it. But yeah, everything's in the Christmas spirit now. That is. That's incredible. Yeah. So Christmas is rapidly approaching. I know. And I'm uh, loving it. Like, ABC Family has been playing Christmas movies and Elf. I found three. Three Christmas radio stations. This three. Ah, ah, ah. And they've been on uh, repeat since I've gotten back from Virginia Beach. Very nice. I'm not even tired of it. I play the, the stations, but I have a couple favorite Christmas albums that I play. Um, nice. more, more of the rock stuff. I have the Bowling for Soup Christmas album. I have the Twisted Sister Christmas album, which is kind of incredible. Yeah, I can, um, I can see that that would be pretty incredible. And the week before Christmas, I start listening to Trans-Siberian Orchestra pretty much nonstop. <clears throat> That's what gets me hyped up the most. And for, you usually go to see them, right? Yes, yeah. which I am going again December 23rd. Wow. Uh, yes. I every I didn't go one year, and I regretted it. So now every year, tickets go on sale around September, and I always buy a pair. Just because I don't even think about who I'm going with at the time. It's like, I have to go to the show. I'll figure it out when it gets closer. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And with it being the day before Christmas Eve, it's going to be kind of cool because whenever I've gone to that show, you walk out feeling like Christmas. It just – it's – I go to the night show, so it's kind of brisk. It's cold and they had this this wonderful story that goes with all the music. So you walk out. It's like, all right, I'm ready for Christmas. Now it's actually going to be like the next day. Like this is going to be awesome. The only thing would be better is if it starts snowing that night too. And you'll be on winter winter break, right? What's up? You'll be on a winter break. Oh yes, I will be on winter break uh, until the f- from the twenty third till the fifth. So that's cool. Damn, that sounds yes. awesome. Yes, it is. Normally, I mean, I would think normally it's a little bit before, a little bit more before Christmas, but now because of January second being a Friday, they just kind of lumped that all in and gave us the weekend. So why not? Exactly. Peace on Earth. I, this uh, this Monday is the last Monday I'll be working in December. So Very I took cool. off the 22nd and the 29th just because Mondays suck. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to take off the Monday after Christmas because why not? <laughs> yeah. Makes I have sense. to work Christmas Eve, but I don't know if we'll stay the whole day. I would hope not. And then uh, the day after Christmas, but nothing happens the day after right. Christmas, so I don't mind. Because everyone's still going to be in their Christmas hangover. Right. It's surprising. Like, you figure, all right, yeah, people are actually nice on Christmas and the day after Christmas. So it's like, nothing's happening. Well, I usually only deal with attorneys anyway, and they're going to be closed probably. (laughs) Gotcha. Which is great. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, usually every year, Christmas time, I buy a new Christmas movie, it seems like. Right. Because there's so many good ones. Oh, yeah. You know, and like you said, ABC Family's been showing a lot of them. Uh, I usually watch uh, Scrooged, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of my all-time favorites, which uh, is is on sale for like 
seven bucks on Blu-ray at Best Buy. I really? saw that. Yeah. I have to pick that up. I don't uh, have a copy of that yet. Christmas Vacation, which I've watched edited on ABC Family, but I have to watch it unedited. <laughs> of course. Clark really fucking loses his mind. Merry Christmas. And, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't play any of that shit. Sure is. And, uh, and Muppet Christmas Carol's yeah. you know, great. Uh, but uh, this year, I'm going a different route, probably. Uh-oh. I'm probably going to buy uh, one of my favorite Cusack movies, uh, which takes place around Christmas time, which not a lot of people have seen, but I think it's a good one. Uh, Serendipity. Oh, yes. You know what? That was one of those movies I wanted to see for years, and I finally saw it last year. And I really like it. It's really good. It is. Yeah. It's on Bravo all the time. I, I've always wanted to check that one out. It took me forever to see it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it in theaters, but I I didn't have anyone to go with. Oh. I know. Uh, that's a movie. Like, I, I saw a lot of movies with my dad. I would never go to the movies with other... You know what? I probably would have went to the movies with my dad to see that. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, happened. I don't know if I... You know what? Would've. I was about to finish that sentence, but I'm like, wait. I went to the movies and saw You've Got Mail with my dad. So, you know, <laughs> if I could see You've Got Mail with my dad, I could easily go see Serendipity with my dad. <laughs> no, you see, it's... Is, is this your recommendation? Is this what we're getting into right now? Yeah, sure. I mean, what's, what <laughs> Christmas movie would you recommend? I know you like Jingle All oh, the Way. Oh, Jingle All the Way is my number one. <laughs> but also, same as you, Muppet Christmas Carol, always. Um, I have to always watch um, Christmas Vacation. It's another one. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, romantic Christmas movie, I like Love Actually. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Love Actually is pretty good, cool, even though most of the people in that movie are not that great. Like if you really think about it from the outside, oh, you mean, like, the characters. Themselves? Yeah. Oh, that characters are terrible. Oh yeah. They yeah. they all have flaws and they're all pretty shitty. Sure. But there's something about that movie. Liam Neeson's just... always good though. Liam <laughs> Neeson's the only honest, nice character <laughs> in the is. whole movie. Yeah, that's true. And, and his son, who's like that that or his stepson or whoever the kid is supposed to be. I don't remember at this point. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Liam Neeson's the only like kind-hearted gentleman. Sure. Everyone else is just trying to use people or be well, I mean, terrible. You gotta be kind-hearted when you train Batman and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And... I guess. But then when you're in the movie with Hans Gruber and he's trying to treat on his wife the whole time. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. That took, <laughs> that took a dark turn in that yeah, movie. Yeah, it did, yeah. And then, uh, what, the necklace, right? Didn't you buy the, yeah. check the necklace? And now Bilbo Baggins is like a porno actor talking to some <laughs> chick the whole time. It's like... It <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Bean is selling jewelry to people. Like, it has everything. And Rick from Walking Dead's creeping on his friend's uh, wife. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what, what kind of friend does that? Like, yeah, it really is terrible, but it's enjoyable. I do like it a lot. But... I wouldn't call that a recommendation. I'm sure everyone out there has already seen it and likes it or loathes it. They know sure. it by now. I actually have been watching a lot of Christmas horror movies recently. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. No. It's its own subgenre. What, like Jack Frost? Oh, wait, no, no not, not that shitty. But Jack Frost is the Michael Keaton movie. Right? Well, there's also one called Jack Frost that's not a Michael Keaton right, movie. Right, that's the one with Ron Howard's brother, right? I, I guess. He's in it. He's no, in that's the Ice Cream Man movie. Yeah. No, this one has... I'm, I'm like, really confused. Shannon Elizabeth, I think, <laughs> and there's a killer snowman and... That sounds terrible. It's it is, but I didn't watch that one. No, I watched. Uh, there's three big ones that I've heard of. Black Christmas, which is right. like a classic from the same guy that made a Christmas story. Weird. That, that was just a creepy ass movie. Uh, Christmas Evil was odd. I watched that, hmm. and uh, finally saw Silent Night, Deadly Night. What about, about uh, Santa Slay? That Santa? one is incredible. <laughs> Santa Slay stars you know giant Jewish Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus, which you know. Makes perfect. It sense. does. At one point, he spears a man through a deli counter. It's fantastic. <laughs> but the the premise of the story is that 
Santa was actually like a demon who lost a curling match to an elf what? a thousand years ago. I shit you not. What movie was, what year was this movie made? 2005. Yeah, that sounds about right. And he lost a curling match, so he had to be nice for a thousand years. Well, guess what? The thousand, thousand years, years are, up. are up. And it was curling? It was curling. Was he the sweeper? Or was he? Did he toss the... the I sword? don't know. You can watch it in the movie. All right. It's in full glorious stop motion. Is it the full curling matchup in the movie? I don't, just I don't know. I think he drops the curling... Because what if you go into into it and they show, like, the full curling matchup as the beginning of the movie? It's one little bit. It's a bit that's a flashback that explains it. Mm -hmm. And the flashback is in stop-motion animation. That's pretty cool. So it's like Rudolph the Red Nose Yes, except it's Santa Claus, Satan Claus, Goldberg losing at curling to an elf. That's pretty great. (laughs) Um, Actually, my newest tradition, though, has been TV show episodes. There's a couple that I do watch every year. Um, Community has one of the best Christmas specials I've seen in a long time. They have one that is fully stop motion. Best uh, Christmas special I've seen in a long time. Regular show Christmas special. You were. I do need. To it was again. fucking phenomenal, and it's on demand. Nice. So uh, it's a half hour long. Um, really great stuff. Like the first half is kind of like their Christmas, like kind of. Uh, you know, it's not in continuity. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have happened any time. And then the second half is like total continuity. It's Christmas, but we're going to do some emotional stuff for the storyline. Right. And it's really good. Like, <laughs> the the whole combo of the two episodes was just it's great. It's really perfect. That show knocks it out of the park every time. Every great time. show. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Regular show. Watch it. Yeah. It's uh, a good one. But it's just there's so much going on with Christmas, but it's... I was actually surprised. I did post this on Facebook recently about. I'm surprised how many people don't like Elf. Yeah, I noticed that on your post. I post yeah. and like four or five people adamantly hate that movie. It's crazy, and I don't know how you could hate that movie unless you hate Christmas. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. I don't even know, man. But Elf is a great one. There's so many good Christmas movies. There's a lot of bad ones also, but. There are so many good Christmas movies out there, and I'm sure there's gonna be more I'm gonna see. Um, you know what? There, there is a new one I'll recommend that I have that I saw last year that really surprised me. Hmm. It's actually a kids movie, and I picked it up for it was like four bucks on Black Friday, so I bought it because it's a good one to have. Arthur Christmas. ABC Family's been showing that too, right? They have. I don't know. I think they're premiering it this year. It's. It, I haven't seen it. That though. one was surprising. That one was really good. It's like almost how Santa Claus is a family name like it's a dynasty it's a tradition like it goes down the lineage and it's like these two brothers who are vying to be santa and it's it's a really interesting different take on santa claus and it's definitely worth checking out i don't want to give too much away but it's it's really good hmm. you know what i watched the other day uh, on abc family who because they've been showing this a lot uh fred claus that one has so grown on me since i yeah, first saw it it's, it's all right I what that when that came out I was like yeah, it's okay but I I'll sit down and watch that whenever it comes on. I watched it. I watched. The I whole really thing. enjoyed. I thought it. Uh, Paul Giamatti's Santa Claus is great. Oh yeah, and it's always good though. Well, seeing Kevin Spacey at the end with the cape, the Superman <laughs> cape, yeah, is to put the power back on. <laughs> it's but, it, but like <laughs> I watched Red Claus and the whole time I'm just thinking like, man, Vince Vaughn's career is really weird <laughs> because like every mo- like if you think about it, he's made a. Pretty decent amount of Christmas movies. He has. First of all, 
He did that that one with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, four Christmases, Christmases, which. But they're all yeah. like, if you look up all of his movies since Wedding Crashers, because that's when he pretty mm-hmm. much yeah, took yeah. off. Because he was hilarious in it. Like every one of his movies since then, it's like a standard five out of ten on IMDb, which that's pretty. It's about right. There, he yeah. makes pretty much five out of ten movies. I mean, I think the my favorite Vince Vaughn movie is probably Dodgeball. Yeah, that's that's the exception. That and Wedding Crashers are like his two. Other than I that, they're I like can't... seven. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it... everything he's done, like the dilemma, uh, four Christmases, uh, the one where they intern at Google. Standard. It was uh, last year. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, and she was even saying like, "Oh, so it was around November." She's like, "You know, when's the next like Vince Vaughn Christmassy movie coming out?" Because <laughs> there hasn't been one in a while. Yeah, he's and new. that was the one, the one that just came out last year was the one where he was like the donor, delivery man. Oh, yeah. delivery man. Yeah. Yep. And I think that was like the, yeah the feel good Christmassy Vince yeah. Vaughn movie. I'm like, oh, here it is, delivery man. Yeah. Because it's one of those ones where he's like, you know, a schlub that can do nothing right and then yep. realizes the error of his ways and does a heartwarming shift and changes up everyone's opinion of him by the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see the movie, and I'm pretty sure I know how it ends because yeah. I saw Fred Claus. But that's, uh, that's the standard Vince Vaughn, five out, of, 5 out of 10. Yeah. It's weird. It's like he gets a script and he's just like, oh, reads it over like, oh, okay, I'll play this regular guy, you know. Wears, you know, Chicago t-shirts <laughs> and uh, win everybody over. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> really not exciting. Yeah, it's just like the same shit. Yeah. Sorry if it's fun. All right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, even our whole conversation just kind of went down because yeah, of that. See, yeah, like, our entire podcast went on to a 5 out of 10 now. Everything went flat. Just, <laughs> just like Vince Vaughn movies. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that happens. Yep. Way to go. There you go, Vince Vaughn. Thanks, Vince. Ruined everything. You should get him on the show. I should. Uh, you know what else is a classic, uh, which I thought was great that you had it up in your house, is uh, Die Hard. Yes. That's, I, uh, that's a classic. I decorated my living room, and I had a, I have a shelf that has four shelves on it. I put little Christmassy things on each one. So naturally, I have Turbo Man at the top. Mm-hmm. I threw like some Nightmare Before Christmas stuff up there, uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra CDs, but I couldn't think of a fourth thing. And then I remembered, I found this at Five Below years ago, like a McFarlane Toys uh, statue almost figure of John McClane. I'm like, oh, I have this thing. All right, I'll put that up next to the Die Hard DVD. And that's part of my Christmas display. Mm-hmm. And it's a I, great Christmas movie. The, see, that's something else I like doing each year. I like trying to find non-traditional Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Die Hard. I'll watch Batman Returns. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a couple other ones I can't Iron Man right 3? That's right. I forgot about yep. that. that I'll have to add that to the list. Yep. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Yep. That one is incredible. If not, screw it. That's my recommendation. Right there. <laughs> Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. I probably already recommended it. But as far as holiday movies, that one has nothing to do with Christmas. It just takes place during it. But it's the best Lethal Weapon movie since Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon takes place on Christmas as well. There you go. <laughs> Shane Black loves Christmas. He does. Yeah. And Monsters. Yep, and I love both of them too. That's why I like his movies so much. Wait, you know what? Yeah, Lethal Weapon, the first one takes place on Christmas. Yeah. I haven't seen that in so long, man. Because <laughs> when they drive through his house, he's got the tree up. I remember that. And there's lights all over. And I think it actually ends with uh, Christmas music in the credits. I would, like Die Hard. I, I have had this debate with people at work. <clears throat> I want to get your opinion. Mm-hmm. Which, which is better? 
Home Alone one or Home Alone two? Oh, that's a really tough. One. <laughs> we, I've I've talked about this with one of my coworkers, and she's <clears throat> dead set that Home Alone two is better than Home Alone one. It is, and you know what? <laughs> There's part of me that thinks it is. It, it is. It is so much more entertaining. You know what? I, I think a lot of Home Alone two that I I actually really love is the uh, the city. Oh yeah, the, the atmosphere in Home Alone two is phenomenal. You know the city. It, you can tell they're actually in the city, mm-hmm. and they're filming, and um, and just like the big hotel, like everything just seems huge, right? Which is what it's supposed to, because Kevin's small and he's in the big city, right? And you, they actually did a really good job, like making the city its own character in that movie. Like everything seems huge. Mm-hmm. The toy store is huge. You know, the turtle dove lady. The uh, abandoned house is way bigger than yeah. Kevin's house, you know everything. It's like Tim Curry's acting. Yeah, Tim Curry's huge. Rob Schneider. It's very small. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The homeless lady is huge. (laughs) The amount of birds—they're huge. Oh man. Yeah, I really like. I really like uh, Homeland too. I saw it in theaters. I think I did too. I'm surprised that one hasn't been on TV more. Yeah, it really should be on TV more. Um. The store Tilly's, I don't know if there's anyone around anyone, but uh, they're they're having a Home Alone uh, line of T-shirts out this year, and they're actually really great. Um, <laughs> I was I was in Old Navy, and I saw a couple Home Alone T-shirts. Yeah. It was just Joe Pesci's face, and it had, like, exclamation point pound sign, at sign. Like, he was just <laughs> like kind of like, cruiser, 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 cruiser. <laughs> like how Joe Pesci curses in that movie. I have, I have two shirts coming. I have uh, uh, Keep the Change, You Filthy Animal. <laughs> And I have a Clark Griswold shirt. That Giant Clark Griswold face shirt is incredible. Just a smiling face on it. That I fully <laughs> intend on wearing quite often this holiday season. I ordered from Abercrombie and Fitch. The first thing I've ever ordered from Abercrombie and Fitch is a Christmas is vacation. Chevy t-shirt. Chase's face. Chevy Chase's face on it. I couldn't be more proud. You, you, that you should be proud. That's right. Oh man, we're talking all this Christmas stuff, and who knows? Might even be able to record another episode before Christmas. Maybe live Christmas podcast. Completely lip synced. Completely lip synced. Like Christopher Walken. So I think that's all we got for this uh, this uh, episode. That's right. It's been a while. We had a lot to cover. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be able to. uh, Hopefully we'll get another one in before Christmas. Do this a little more uh, often. If not, have a good Christmas, everyone. Indeed, folks. Merry, Uh, merry. Happy Hanukkah. If you have any. Christmas movie suggestions, please send them our way uh, to at Synergy Comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in, on Instagram as well, I believe it's the same uh, yep. name, right? Yep. Okay. At Synergy Comic on you Instagram. Can, or just check the Facebook page. We want to hear what you say as far as Christmas movies or traditions, things that are big for you. Anything Christmas. I am going to a Christmas <clears throat> work party later this week. I'm going to one on Friday. And yep. we're doing a Pollyanna gift, and the theme is traditions. I'm wrapping up Jingle All the Way and a Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra CD, and that's what I'm giving as my gift. That's awesome. I don't care. They're going to hate me. So, hey, you know what? It's uh, it's what you like, you know? Exactly. It's my tradition to watch Jingle All the Way, because it is always turbo time. That's right. Um, I'm going to my work Christmas party Friday, and we're having a company one uh, the 18th, so the following Thursday. Very nice. So I actually have two parties. Uh, I'm probably going to buy my supervisor something, but he's a big fan of food. So I'll probably just get him a food gift card. Nothing too exciting. Chocolate eggnog. No, I'm not touching chocolate eggnog. <laughs> There's about a story about chocolate eggnog, folks. Yeah, maybe we'll get to it next week. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to throw up live on the air. Oh, uh, lovely. All right, everybody. Until next time, take care of yourself. 
and uh, have a merry Christmas and each other. Have a good night. <laughs>